0: I wasn't meant to be just me in this room doing seeing massage clients. There was a much bigger purpose out there for me, um, but I was scared to step into it. And, and I was scared to own my gifts and say, this is who I am and this is what I do. And because I was so scared of what people might say, I was scared again of the rejection. I was scared of people thinking, well, you know, this is all a bit too woo-woo. What does all this mean?
1: Welcome to the Add Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, the place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss. Our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer, turned CEO, and The Smiling Coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you. Thanks for investing time with us today. Today's guest is a world-renowned multimedia healer and spiritual channel, Rachel Waite, the founder of She Shakes the World Movement, works with leaders, entrepreneurs, multi-millionaires from around the globe, creating miracles and freedom in their lives by releasing them from long-held trauma. Limitations, and beliefs so they can magnetize their greatest potential and highest joy. Rachel Waite and Robert talk about empowering women to change the world. Rachel's mission with She Shakes the World is to inspire women to rise up and shake the world, to empower them to have the courage to reach their next edge so they can positively impact and influence the world. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30 minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time and let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just excited to to have this conversation, to share the things that you're doing and and the impact that you're making in the world.
0: Thank you for having me, Robert. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to see where this interview goes. So uh, I'm really (laughs) open-minded.
1: Well, good. So we just let our guests share their own entrepreneurial journey and what's led them to the work that they're doing today and the impact they're making
0: okay so I was listening to someone else one of your podcasts and actually the lady was saying well it's a long story I was like yep this is also a bit of a long story but um I I'm a multimedia healer so I um I haven't I haven't been this my entire life I've been working for myself for about 14-15 years now um I started out I actually used to be an opera singer so I trained as a classical singer um which which was an, an amazing world to be in it was also a world that um Um, came with a lot of difficulties, a lot of egos, a lot of competition, a lot of um, rejection, a lot of you're not good enough. And um, it actually was a place that dimmed my light. So I actually came out of that world thinking that's it. I hate my voice. And I'm never going to sing again, which is not really how you want to be. It's not really how you want to come out of. But I came out of me. I, I went to music college and I came out of a music conservatoire, and I was done. I was like, that is not my life. I'm not singing. That part of my life is over, which is tragic. But when you follow my story, it all kind of makes sense. And um, so I actually left that world and thought, well, I better go and work in the real world. I'll, get, I'll go and get a proper job. Um, and that lasted about two years. Working in the in 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 the um, let's say what you, in the corporate world, I lasted there for two years. I saw a lot of unhappy people. I, lo- I saw a lot of stressed people. I work. I saw a lot of. I worked for a, a, um, a very um, intensive boss who kept me go 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 to the point where after two years, I I left. I had stress. I had anxiety. I was driving to work and having panic attacks in my car was not not a good place to be. Um, but you know what, I learned a lot from it and um, I decided coming out of that that I actually wasn't meant to be working for other people. I wanted to work for myself, I wanted to help other people. I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to do that but I, it was overcoming my own stress, I was overcoming my own anxiety. So I actually trained, um, I started to train as a massage therapist. And that was sort of my segue into opening my own business, running my own business. I went into the holistic world and really began to understand people, understand their emotions, understand their stresses, understand, um, you know, um, what, what stress can do to the body, what anxiety can do, the bo- what kind of, what, what illness can do to the body. Um, and I went on a journey of really um, working um, as a massage therapist for about eight years, and it served me really, really well. But what I realized um, on, on that journey was, and this is why I hope your listeners are lovely and open-minded, was actually I recognized that I actually had a lot of intuitive and spiritual and holistic gifts that I had been denying and hiding behind. And um, I actually uh, re- recognized that actually I wasn't just a massage therapist, that I was an energy healer, that I was an intuitive, and that I was a channel and that actually when I was working with my clients, not only could I, was I was sort of physically working on their bodies, but as I was picking up on why, what what was wrong with them, why, why they had trauma, why their emotions were stuck, why they were ill, you know, all this information was coming to me and I realised coming up to my 40th birthday that actually I wasn't meant to be just me in this room doing seeing massage clients, there was a much bigger purpose out there for me and um, but I was scared to step into it and, and I was scared to own my gifts and say, this is who I am and this is what I do. And because I was so scared of what people might say, I was scared again of the rejection. I was scared of people thinking, well, you know, this is all a bit too woo woo. What does all this mean? Um, and I actually had to over. I was turning 40 and I, I, I hit a massive barrier of fear. and 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 another barrier of anxiety and another barrier of I can see all these other people being really successful but I'm not successful so I had to go through that entire barrier and really unpick my own emotions and what was going on there to come out the other side and go okay I'm ready now I'm ready to share my gifts I'm ready for who I am and I'm ready to show the world actually what I can do and how I can help people to heal um and what was so beautiful about that journey was that um within about a couple of weeks of me saying, um, I'm gonna use all my energy healing gifts, I'm gonna start using them and working them with my clients. My voice actually started opening up again. So my singing voice started coming out and I actually started using a lot of sound and vibrations and harmony and singing around my clients to help their emotions. So, and this might be a bit way out there for some people, but because if people are in a lot of pain or they've got a lot of sadness inside of them, actually someone singing something, something so beautiful and something so calming and something so healing can really help the body to release whatever may be trapped within there. Um, so that is kind of been my journey of um, to where I am now. So I use my voice a lot in the work that I do. And um, it's really quite, it, I, I work on removing people's past trauma, their emotions, their sabotage, their limiting beliefs, so that they can, it's generally entrepreneurs, so that they can actually move forward in their business. Because a lot of people come to me and they're stuck and they know that they've got this bigger purpose and there's no, there's more out there for them, but they're not able to get there on their own because they're sabotaging themselves and they've not dealt with what, whatever's happened to them in their past. Does that make all so
1: make sense? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, the ideas the ideas make sense. Yeah. Uh, the modality is 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 new it's to me. New to you? It's, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, great. So,
1: yeah, and so under understanding, I mean, obviously, I understand the body, and I understand being stuck. I understand. Yeah. Uh, how how did you make the connection between the singing and the sound yeah. as mm-hmm. as a as a tool? Yeah, for for opening people up and allowing people to release the these things that are that are holding them back.
0: It to be fair, that what um in all honesty, I couldn't stop it. So I'm I'm very open energetically, and um it was almost like um what I was when I was when I was doing some energy work on a client and feeling their emotions and where where it was stuck and helping them to remove them. It was almost like, it was like my voice just. It couldn't stop itself from opening up. And I, and I remember saying to a client, I said, I can't tell you why this needs to happen, but I am going to start singing and I can't stop it. And I know it needs to come. It was something intuitive within me that knew it needed to come out. So initially I was I was sort of um, just singing and making these sounds because it felt like the, what I needed to do and it felt right And then when I started actually looking into this, there's a lot of research into sound healing. A lot of research has been done into sound and energy and frequency and vibration. And if you look at it in simple terms, like our our emotions, our body, they're all made of energy. Our emotions have their own frequency. They have their own vibration. And sound also has a frequency and a vibration. So if there's an emotion or something that's trapped in the body or your body's not Uh, vibrating as it should, the sound can actually come in with with its frequency and just help shift that emotion that might be stuck. So if you look at it as frequency and vibration, that the energy is frequency and vibration, emotions are, and so is sound, the two things actually work work quite well together. And um, a lot of people use singing bowls, a lot of people use the gongs, you know, they go to sound baths. I just haven't had this voice that I was gifted with. And it's just part of who I am. Um, so that's how I put everything
1: together. I mean, it's incredible, obviously the idea that, uh, that emotions are frequency and, yeah. and they get stuck. We, we've been yeah. taught our whole lives, many, at least my generation, my dad's generation, especially men, right? Like, you know, don't be angry and, and don't cry and don't experience mm-hmm. these emotions. And so, so when, when we start to experience those emotions we shove them inside
0: absolutely right, and
1: and hold them down and 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 we're not taught how to experience them. we're not taught how to let that energy uh, proverbially like flow through us like exactly. and do what it's supposed to do and yeah i i teach or the way i i share about emotions is they're they're like the dashboard of of your life like they're they're you know, they're warning signals. They're, yeah. they're telling you something's going on in your mind, in your body. And, and each of these lights that comes on is, is there to, to tell you something.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: and, and instead of paying attention to what they're telling you, we react to the emotion itself. And, yeah. you know, we lash out in anger or we, you know, we sit in a corner and cry or we, yeah. you know, experience this sadness or these, these feelings. And, and we don't recognize causality and we don't recognize what we're doing with them right like the like we're holding on to this energy yeah. and 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 i definitely understand that idea and so yeah. so it, it makes perfect sense the idea that uh, sound matching that frequency could open it up and allow it to get you know Great. to keep to keep moving yeah now all right so, so we're gonna take it one step further so okay so does this only work in person
0: so I I don't see anybody in person face to face. All my clients are global. So I am I'm based here in the UK. I have clients in America. I have clients in Australia. I have clients here in the UK that don't live near me. So all my clients are Zoom based. So no, this does not. I, this is this is how I want you to open your minds even further. I I feel like we we can we're all energetically connected. And um, so if I I, I can, I, for, for me, it works simply that I've I a client in front of me. I can close my eyes and I can feel exactly what's going on for them. It, it is a gift of mine. You know, I'm open and I, I've been working like this for four or five years now. So I've been used to it. And it's taken me time to to own this and step into this. Initially, I did just see people face to face until till I grew into it. I and mean, I, that was and, the obvious <laughs>
1: transition, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a massage therapist. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Adding this as an element of massage therapy and yeah. not really connecting it to a next level, a different kind of therapy. And so yeah. th- there had to be that transition from working with massage clients to saying, yeah. I-, I think I could work with somebody that I don't necessarily touch. Yeah
0: yeah and 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 it, it does work and for me actually sometimes it's easier because if a client's in front of me it's like it's almost like oh their body gets in the way where it when I, I don't need i i i work with my eyes closed and i see inside people's bodies and i see what's going on and so actually it's easier for me if they're not physically in front of me wow yeah yeah and so
1: the technology allows allows that which is amazing yeah. yeah yeah absolutely I, I was speaking with a well, he calls himself a neurotheologian
0: Yeah,
1: and he talks about the, so he teaches and, and he comes from a faith side where mm. the real, the true definition of joy and the highest level of joy is the face of God. And so scripture talks Absolutely. about the face of God, seeing the face of God. And, and anytime it talks about seeing the face of God, but that translates to us being made in the image of God, that, that there is this, this energy transformation, transition, tra- communication that happens, when we see other people's faces when we look into their eye and we see their smile and we yeah. we, they communicate basically their face says i'm happy to see you and and he says basically that that the technology doesn't work as fast like like this connection our connection even though it's amazing right we're, we're speaking yeah. thousands of miles off apart but the brain is actually picking up that signal faster than this computer connection can can actually communicate it and so he said people especially over the last two years when we've been isolated and and closed off have lost that face-to-face reception of oh i'm happy to see you oh you belong here oh you know that that connection of attachment Mm -hmm. to to other human beings
0: don't get me wrong i I love that attachment i love that attachment to other human beings and um and if I could see all my clients face-to-face, I would, but I can't, you know, I'd have to be traveling thousands of miles every day. And How I awesome
1: would that be? Right? I mean,
0: that would be amazing, <laughs> but I'd be exhausted. Right. <laughs> I, I wouldn't sleep. Um, but when I, have, no, I'm
1: I'm so glad that it does work. I'm so glad yeah. that, 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 that that is, that is possible. And, yeah. and, and, and even though I admittedly don't don't understand it entirely you don't have to
0: understand it and that's the thing that's the thing like you can't sometimes understand these things I still don't understand how can I how am I how can I see inside somebody's body how come I've got that I've had to just go do you know what I know it works because I can see and this is how I this is how I dealt with it when I first started feeling energy and when I first started working with clients was was like well if I can feel it then okay, I'm gonna believe it. And and because I could suddenly actually start feeling energy within my hands, I could feel it moving from one palm to the other, like I had two magnets in my hand. I could feel it working. Then I was then I was okay with it. And I've just had to trust and I've just had to go, okay, I can't explain this. I can't scientifically explain to you how this works. But I'm okay with that. I don't have to be able to explain it always. And that's how that's 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 how I sort of
1: work through it well and I mean there's a lot obviously in the spiritual realm that yeah that, that we, we can't don't understand explain. and no. and, it, and i think th- there's a lot of fear around um and, and of course the church on on one side is has, has spread fear because of things it doesn't understand and yeah. so it just puts a limit on it and says well we don't understand that yeah and, you know uh was just watching a, a show last night that know talking about the witch trials and obviously you know Mm. none of the women that were (laughs) hung or you know burned at the stake were were truly witches no um and yet it was it it was fear based and and so you know there was a great deal of fear driven decision making happening and I think that's happening in our culture a lot today right the news is spreading fear and drama because that's what people want to see yeah and and fear fear is driving so many of the decisions around, you know, around COVID, around the economy. And, and I think these, obviously we make poor decisions when we're making them in fear yeah. when we're making them in a state of, of fight or flight. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like in my simple understanding of the brain, there's, there's these two positions, right? The brain is either in relational mode, feeling joy, experiencing the positive, emotions and of course then it's dumping the positive chemicals of you know dopamine oxytocin serotonin those endorphins that are designed to make your body feel good or you're in anxiety and stress Mm. which leads the brain to to be in fight and flight which means it's dumping adrenaline and cortisol and other things that are designed to make your body run or fight and and most people aren't running or fighting they're sitting at a desk (laughs) all stressed out or they're driving They're driving to work all stressed out and their body is doing these things, you know, chemically to say, ah, we got to fight. We got to save ourselves. We're going to die if we don't, if we don't defend ourselves. Um, and so helping people understand how their mind is creating how their body feels. Yeah. And of course, you know, then you go to the doctor and you say, well, I'm sad. I just yeah. feel sad. And the doctor's like, well, the only solution that I have is, you know, I've talked to my pharmaceutical buddy, and he's made this drug that'll help make you feel better. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And and now we're taking medications to eliminate the peaks. Yeah. Really.
0: To numb, isn't it? I mean, it does help some people, and we have to be absolutely. And if you're,
1: yes, absolutely but i think there's almost an epidemic level which to yeah. me says we're missing out on something we're missing yeah. out on 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 something that we're designed to experience yeah and and part of that is misunderstanding emotions right and holding yeah. on to emotions holding on to energy blocking energy within us and and of course understanding how our thoughts impact
0: yeah. Those, oh, that this, we, we could talk about this forever, couldn't we? But it, 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 we we we're taught as very young children, I feel, not to let the emotions out, to hold them in. Uh, you know, you see it all the time. You know, don't cry, don't don't shout, don't be angry. And and then it's so. And and I think we then learn that oh, our emotions aren't important. We learn to dumb them down. We learn to think, well, my voice doesn't matter because we're told not to speak out. We're told not to get angry because our parents can't necessarily deal with it but if we could just allow all our children to fully express themselves then I think the world would really start shifting because we would learn to process the emotions we would learn that emotions were okay um and we wouldn't they won't end up coming to someone like you or me 30 or 40 years later with with all these with all these problems of how how do I move forward? I feel stuck and what do I how do I how do I work through all this sort of sabotage that I have going on
1: well and 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 the limiting beliefs that some yes. of that sabotage creates that hold people back even even more yeah um, you know yeah. that voice saying well this isn't right or you can't do that or who so so much <laughs> that our brain yeah. holds on to um, yeah. and and being able to to help people discover <laughs> you know And dig, dig into those things or, or just let them go, even if they don't understand it, I guess that's maybe that's the really cool part of the work you're doing is you're helping people process stuff that's holding them back and they may not even ever figure out what it was
0: no they don't necessarily need to and that that's the good thing about it we can just i said we can find the emotion and i can help them let it go we don't need to sit there and process it we don't need to talk about it for hours it can just it can move i mean it is a journey it's an up and down journey for anybody who goes on this journey of uncovering their limiting beliefs and healing and letting go of the emotions and and moving forwards it, it's it's a brave journey to go on but it's really it's you either stay stuck and you stay a bit numb and you don't really live or you go through it and you end up living to a much fuller fuller extent i feel
1: so what's a, what's a typical program or or process look like for for someone
0: for someone who works with me it really depends so it's all it's very private and it's very bespoke so that they'll come to me we'll have a conversation i'll i'll work out from that first conversation a if a open enough to be able to go through the work they've got to got to be open sort of open-minded and ready to go through the journey if they've had quite a lot of trauma going on and there's there's things that they need to work through then I always make sure that they're that they have someone with them supporting them through that whether that's a counselor whether that's a talk therapist if we're opening Mm. up cans of worms and and you know things that that have happened to them in their past then I need to know that they've got not just me but someone alongside them that's going to help them with whatever may come up um, so it, and it tends to be a journey of about three to 12 months, depending on how much we've got to work through. I'll work with them once a week for the least the first three months. And then from then onwards, we will see how they are doing. If, if we can cut that back, if we can go to twice a month or once a month, but it really depends on each person on their journey, on where they've been on what they've been through. It depends on how long we, uh, you know, I need to work with them or they feel like they need to work with me. So it's, it's not a one size fits all. It's very dependent on, on who they are and what they've been through.
1: We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So, one of the things I love to talk about is authenticity, and I think yes. you've you've gotten to this place where obviously you you realized if I'm going to do this, I just have to be me, and yes. and, and 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 not. Not worry about what everybody else thinks about. Yeah. And <laughs> it's
0: it's been hard. I can, can you imagine how hard it has been to go, hey, I'm Rachel Waite. I'm an energy healer. I'm a sound healer. And I channel spirits and energies. To not go, well, some people are going to think that's a bit odd. But I had to decide. I had to recognize that this is who I am. It's part of me. And if I'm going to make a difference in the world, because I believe I'm here to make an, a really positive impact, I have to own that and not be ashamed of it and not be scared of it. Um, But it takes a lot of courage, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) to do that, especially when I come from a family that has had, I've had no upbringing in this whatsoever, who who father's a judge, brother's a lawyer, sister's a business director, you know, I've got another brother who's in in business as well. So they've all got these very defined, fantastic, well-earning jobs. And there, here I am, the black sheep coming out, saying all this. And it doesn't resonate. I mean, they they totally accept me now and love me, but it doesn't resonate with them in any way what I'm doing. I've had to work it all out for myself.
1: Yeah, imagine a judge and a lawyer like, like that's yeah. evidence, that's evidence based.
0: Precisely
1: <laughs> we, that. We, we, we need to see the this. facts <laughs> in the book and the yes. where's the where's the ruling in the courts that says this is okay.
0: Exactly but who's the first person that my dad rings when he's feeling poorly and say, can you send me some of those magic vibes, Rachel? You see, he, he does. So it's interesting. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's opened up a little bit, at least, yes. at least, Hey, send me can some, please send please me agree. some love.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's good. I'm glad that <laughs> they're, they're supportive and, and they're, and they're open.
0: Yeah.
1: So what helped you in, in that transition? In yeah. From, from this place of who the world's not going to accept me to this mm. place of I'm, I'm going to put it out there whether anyone understands it or not.
0: Okay, good. Very good question. I, I think it got to the point where I was so um, – I wasn't unhappy. I just knew that I wasn't fulfilled. And I knew that there was more. And I knew that I wanted to make more of a difference to people's lives and i knew that i was going to have to do something about it and i think we got to the point where my purpose was becoming so was becoming greater than the fear that was holding me back so i had the fear and i had the purpose <coughs> and it came to the point where i can't let this fear stop me anymore because it's keeping me stuck it's keeping me it's, it's i'm not moving forwards and i'm not happy i'm not fulfilled so I actually have to put my purpose first. I put the purpose first and I trusted. I had to really trust and go, I'm going to put this first. And yes, I, I might still be scared, but that's okay. I'm going to keep moving anyway. I'm going to keep sharing this. I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep using it with my clients. I'm going to keep getting some testimonials. I'm going to keep, <coughs> excusing doing what feels right to me. And that's how I moved forwards because otherwise I would have just I wouldn't I would have just stayed stuck I would have stayed unhappy I would have stayed unfulfilled, and um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So that for me it was the purpose became more powerful, more important than the fear that was holding me back.
1: So, so let's talk about your purpose. How did you, how did you discover your purpose, and and how did you declare or declare it, and. I- <laughs>
0: Good. And this is really good questions. So I feel like the purpose, I personally feel like, because a lot of clients will come to me and they'll say, Rachel, I want to know what my purpose is. This is why I'm coming to you to discover my purpose. And (coughs) I feel like our purpose is growing and evolving all the time. And our purpose is to listen, it's to learn, and it's to grow. And I think if you do those things, you listen, you learn, and you allow yourself to grow, the purpose will become clearer, and your purpose will change as you change and as you evolve. Um, but I, it came clear to me probably about four, four years ago that my, my purpose was to use my energy healing gifts. My purpose was to share my voice. My purpose was to, was to use my singing, and it was to help people to heal. And this is what my purpose has been for the past four or five years. I feel that that is now evolving. It's growing into something bigger. There's a bigger mission. um, And I can see that, but I don't know exactly how that's going to evolve yet. But I don't need to know. I don't always, you don't always need to know what's the end goal. What's the end purpose? I think follow the breadcrumbs and keep evolving, keep working on yourself. And the purpose will change, but it will become clearer and clearer and clearer. But never I think a lot of people don't move because they don't know what their purpose is. they think, well, I'm not going to do anything because I don't know what my purpose is And I what I say to you is keep moving, keep evolving, keep learning, keep working on yourself, Keep taking steps mm-hmm. forwards and the purpose will change and it will become clearer it won't it won't come if you just sit there and wait for it to appear.
1: Well, there's definitely that. I think I, I agree with you that taking action oh. um, leads to. I, I feel like the modern the modern equivalent is is the rocket rule and 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 the idea that you know Elon Musk had to blow up some rockets to learn how to fly one, and people don't remember, but in the 60s NASA blew up a bunch of rockets in the 50s and 60s to oh. to make a rocket work that that landed people on the moon and 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 I think the lessons in that aren't about the cost of blowing up a rocket it's the lessons of oh this worked this is the, yes. now we're headed in the right direction right now we're we're learning a piece each and each time that we, that we launch one and so that, that the business requires us to take action personal development requires us to take action mm-hmm. especially in the unknown yeah you've just got to take a step um one of my favorite scenes from indiana jones in the i think it's temple of doom but he's he's in this cavern right he's he's come out of a little cave opening i, I and, know which
0: one you mean and, on. and
1: and he has to he has to step in faith that there's this invisible bridge
0: yes
1: But he can't you can't see the bridge because the bridge looks exactly like the canyon and until he s- takes that first step and knows that it's there yeah, and, and I think that's what action has to happen. You have to take action yeah. to learn, to grow. to. But movement is necessary.
0: Movement. Is, because people talk about the law of attraction. I love the law of attraction. You know, you've got to think about what it is that you want. Put those desires out there. Imagine it happening. But then they sit there and just say, oh, well, excuse me. It's just going to come to me. It's not. You've got to co-create. And you, that's the action part. You have to You have faith. Take that step. And the universe will work with you, but you can't just sit and imagine it and and manifest it. It's all just going to appear in your lap. It's 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 a culmination of that and taking action. I Absolutely,
1: I used to feel like it was the person that was sitting on their couch praying for a job and saying, "God's going to give me a job," but they never go out and fill out an application. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly
1: and of course, that. yeah, it 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 doesn't come that way. So one of the attributes that that I believe also fuels joy fuels the mind and helps transition us in that that attracting force is is gratitude how how gratitude serve you and how does it serve your clients
0: wow i love gratitude i share this a lot with my clients a lot i do a lot of group work as well and i share this with i i share this i i say about gratitude i feel if you can sink into the energy of gratitude (coughs) excuse me i'm still overcoming something you can sink into the energy of gratitude that is what opens the doors to all kinds of miracles happening in your life I think if you can be happy I think a lot of people are waiting to allow themselves to be happy But I think if Whoa. you can be happy yeah, if you can yeah. be happy with where you are with whatever it is that you have if you can feel into the joy and the happiness right now and sink into the gratitude of everything that you have that is gonna that is that is gonna start shifting and transforming your life. I feel that's how powerful gratitude can be. I think I think waiting for for hap, waiting for happiness to come to you, you'll be waiting. You'll be waiting a long time.
1: That's really powerful. Mm. Yeah, I think there are so many people waiting waiting to be happy. Um, yes, and, and we we talk about it in in our work that they've they started with a purpose and a passion, and and now they've. The, the job is taken over and the work is taken over and yeah. they've put that passion and purpose to someday right yes. someday I'll take that vacation someday I'll spend time with the kids someday Ooh. I'll go on a date night with my spouse. Yes. And and you know I want to say pull that back to the center, pull that back to to where it matters and, and build your business around that and stop yeah. waiting to be happy. Find the yeah. way to build your business in a way that makes you happy every day.
0: Yeah. And I think if you can just... I think sometimes forcing yourself to feel gratitude isn't quite the the right way. Oh, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to write my gratitude list and every morning I'm going to feel... I think it's something you have to really learn to sink into and feel. And sometimes you, you can just you know, just by seeing something beautiful, I don't know, flying by in the sky, I can see loads of birds out the window right now, they're beautiful, you know, finding things like that to hold on to, to be grateful for, or just spending a few moments with your child or having one, I love cups of tea over here, we're in England, I love tea, you know, having a beautiful cup of tea in the morning, finding those really small things, it doesn't necessarily make the hard things disappear, it does mean that if you can practice feeling gratitude, I think when harder times come in, you'll be able to navigate them a lot easier if you have this the this this regular path, practice of gratitude or meditation or whatever it is can really uh, help you navigate when things cos things will come into our life but it helps you navigate those harder moments
1: yeah i don't know that we ever eliminate stress i think no. we we train ourselves to deal with stress and and face it in a different way where it doesn't become anxiety that we don't get anxious or if we do get anxious it's for a much shorter period of time and we don't get stuck in that anxious feeling. And I think, man, there's a lot of people that are living in that anxious yuck emotionally. And they think that's normal. They think that that's where they're supposed to be and that's how they're supposed to live. Uh, And, and I think it's, it's people like you and I saying, no, no, you don't have to live there. You're not meant to feel, and they feel that way. Like the, like it's justified, right? Like they'll tell their friends, like, Oh, this is this is my lot in life. I deserve this, and God hates me, and the world is against me. And I mean it's really that victim mindset. And 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 it's great because then you don't have to take responsibility for anything, right? Then you can say, Well, Well, this is all this is just the way I'm supposed, this is just the way it is. Yeah. Rather than saying, I get to choose. Yeah, I get to choose how I feel, I get to choose how I'm going to spend my day. And and even if that means I'm going to choose to have five more minutes of joy today than, than any other day. And, and it, I I know folks that are listening and if they're stuck, that sounds impossible, but, but it's so, it's so powerful (laughs) when you take responsibility for your life you can shift everything one little bit at a time
0: you can can i share with you how that happened how i managed to take responsibility because i
1: absolutely i
0: have i have my husband to be grateful for this and i i often share this so when i was Feeling that victim mode place turning forty, where I was like, "Oh, everyone else is so successful, and and I'm not going anywhere." And woe is me! And I was crying a lot and emotional. And we'd have all these conversations. And he, like, "Have you tried this?" And I'd be like, "No, I've tried it. It doesn't work." You know, all me, me, me. was uh, sort of like, you know, it's all I can't do anything about it. And 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 he turned around to me in the kitchen one day, and he said, "He said, Rachel, because I was crying, and he was like, Rachel." do you really want to change because from where I'm standing it doesn't look like it and I was like that was like a, a, slap, boom. a, a boom exactly that moment and I it was like I, I love him for that because it was from that moment I was like hold on a second like I'm the only person who can do something about this. If I want to change, then I have to do something about it. And it was from that moment on that I decided that I was going to change how I showed up in the morning. I was going to take I mean it's been a journey, but it was from that moment when I realized I I'm, I'm the only person who can do something about this and I'm the person who has control of this, who can who can change how I show up, what I do. Um, but it was that moment of recognizing that I was just sort of in victim mode and it seemed like I didn't want to do anything. And I thought, God, I'm failing him. I'm failing my daughter by being like this. And it was the thing that sort of really kicked me and made me go, I'm gonna change. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It was curiosity is very powerful. And and when we yeah. ask, when we ask the right question at the right time, it can be so powerful to, yeah. to open a door and yeah. so proud of your husband for yeah. But
0: being brave to set to ask that question because it would he is brave like that he will ask those questions not everybody will but um, it's it it was I I, I it was a pivotal no, moment.
1: Yeah, we typically tell we typically give people that great advice: stop being sad. It's like don't be angry. Like just stop.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't that's, that's, that doesn't that's work. not helpful at all. No 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 but that's
1: but that's the typical advice we get from our family and friends right just you know just just stop um it it does remind me of my favorite bob newhart scene and i might have to send you the clip or maybe we'll attach it in the show notes but bob newhart did a saturday night live are you familiar with who bob newhart was no no
0: so he had a television
1: he had a television show here in in the 80s and and maybe into the 90s but he was a, he was a therapist and he does, he he does a a skit on Saturday night live. That's called stop it. And basically Uh his fee is $5 and he doesn't give change. And then the lady sits down and, and all she does is, is, you know, complain and and drone on. And all he says is, well, stop it. Just stop. Nope. Just stop. And she says something else. Nope. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's those. And then she tries to pay with a $20 bill it's it's the it's a very funny um skit and it's just emblematic of the kind of help our families <laughs> try yeah. to give in, yeah in all situations yeah
0: sometimes <laughs> you need it. you need someone just to come in and and say the right thing and it might feel hurtful at the, it didn't feel hurtful but to some people it might have done but it, it it's one of those moments that really makes you stop and think
1: well and the power of curiosity right if he yeah. told you rachel you don't want to change Versus yeah. asking you, Rachel, do yeah. you really want change? That's that's the power of a question. That's the, it is. And the brain, the brain loves to answer questions, so it yeah. doesn't it doesn't react to a question in the same way no. that it reacts to somebody's statement. Yeah. So very powerful. Very and powerful. good. Good for him. And yeah. you should give him an extra hug today, just for reminding. I you. will. <laughs> All right. So obviously, connection is is a really important part of the work that you do. Right, making mm. a connection with your client, making connection but how have connections helped you in in growing your business in in building relationships with others such yeah. as um who I just lost her name
0: oh wendy <laughs> wendy wendy yeah
1: wendy bjork who introduced you and and yeah. thank you wendy for for that i want to express gratitude for cuz i love obviously my show's grown because of people making great referrals and yeah. and introducing me to great business owners who have wonderful stories to share such as rachel's today and so thank you for that but in in your business in in transitioning from massage therapist to yeah. to energy healer um, how has connections helped and 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 how do you encourage people to to grow connections in their own
0: in what they do well connections for me are like the they are the the lifeblood of my business i would say and for me um for me, connections is about getting to know someone's making connection with someone is not, oh, are they a potential client? Oh, perhaps they're mine, you know. for me, it's about I, I do a lot of networking, but um, and, and connection calls with people, and for me, this is about building relationships, it's about getting to know someone and then and then from that that's how i sometimes i'm meant to connect with someone because i'm them i'm meant to be referring them on to someone else you know sometimes that's why i'm connected with someone and i love that um so and it's and it's about getting to know someone and and them getting to trust you to like you and and that's how people have then come into my world and so a client will come in because someone said oh I've worked with Rachel or I've spoken to Rachel I think you should try you know try speaking to her so for me connections are the are the, are the lifeblood of my business and I'm 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 very cautious but not cautious sorry, very um proactive in making sure that I have some regular connection calls with people that I've just maybe got to know on LinkedIn and I will get to know them and I'll speak to them for half an hour and we'll get to know each other and if something comes out of that fantastic you know and if it doesn't that's also okay it's about getting to know someone and their energy and you just never know I think having connections you just never know when you're when when that connection is is it going to become important at some point down the line? It might be I've had a call with someone two years ago and actually they then reach out two years later and say, Rachel, actually, can we work together? I, I you know I remember a call from two years ago, or they'll connect me with someone, or I need to connect them with someone else. And I think connections are 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 the the lifeblood of, of business.
1: Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Obviously, as a coach, I encourage people that you know hire coaches, have mentors. Yes. How have how have mentors and coaches helped you?
0: Oh, they have helped me hugely. I would say it was back in two thousand and eighteen um, when I first took on my first mentor, and she was the one who actually turned around to me and said, um, she um, she was she was based in America actually. How about Natasha Hazlett? And she was the one who turned around to me and said in our very first ever call together, Rachel, you don't just do massage, you do much more than massage. And it was from that call with her that everything changed. She was like, what do you mean you just do massage? No, 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 you do much more than that. And it all changed from that. So I, I, I've worked with mentors for the past four years and they have been massive in, in, in influencing my business and who I am and helping me become who I am today. Um, I would also vouch for having someone to to work on your energy as well and do that internal work with as well, because I think if you don't do that internal work, sometimes you can still stay stuck. So if you have some way of being able to work through the emotions, however it is that you do, I think that that work is also vital.
1: Hmm. So good. All right. So obviously music is a huge part of you and and your husband's life. Yes. And what what other ways do you guys experience play and fun?
0: We experience it. Yes. So he's a composer, actually. He's a musician as well. So it is massive in our lives. So um, music is often on in our house. Um, we actually really, really love open water. We love cold water. We love so that. And that's a real love way for us to get connected is to go out in nature. We'll swim in reservoirs. We'll get in the cold sea. And and some people think, well, even at this time of the year, yeah, even at this time of the year, it's right now, it's December over here. It's freezing cold. I will have a cold bath in the morning sometimes or we will go out and we will jump in the sea and it's so invigorating and it can really shift, although you about before you get in the water you're like why am I doing this, why am I doing this, it's crazy, you get in and it's freezing but you come out and you're like I'm so energized and it can really shift you out of um, feeling a bit stuck and certainly at this time of the year to having a lot of energy so if there's one thing that we love doing together it's going out and getting wet and cold in and, and, and freezing but then uh, in cold water together but it's it's it brings us together
1: oh that's fantastic yes. love that so obviously you've designed and redesigned your your business mm. from massage therapist to to energy healer to obviously yes. in you know doing a lot of work online and yes in in this online space so i I believe that we get to design our life and, and then we can build a business t- to support it. And, and so talk a little bit about designing your business, transitioning your business to support your purpose.
0: Wow. Okay. So I, um, I did, des- I managed to sh- So I wanted to be able to work from anywhere and be able to be able to do whatever I, when I was a massage therapist, I was very much stuck on, well, I can only work in this one space, you know, and I've got a limited amount of people that I can see at one time and they have to come and see me or I have to get my stuff in my car and drive it to someone's house and that was quite limiting. But we want to be able to travel, we want to be able to move and we we want to be able to, um, you know, move house. And now we, that, that, op, that option is totally open to us because I can work from anywhere. Um, and I think that has been, that has been a massive massive uh, part of, of designing my business has being able to know that, um, A, I can work with the own hours that I want to work. If I need to take the day off, I can take the day off. I set my hours, you know, I, I only see clients on a certain uh, certain days each week and I'm very strict with that, so I have my own time. Um, so I would say I let, um, I don't let my business run me, I do it the other way around and that gives us a, a lot more, a lot more freedom. And yes, I, it means that I do work strange hours and sometimes I will work on a Sunday and I will work at a weekend, but but, but because I choose to, and that like, gives me more freedom in a week to, to. so I really, um, I don't, I, I struggled with the nine to five and I love that fact that I don't now have to work nine to five. It does mean that I sometimes take, find it difficult to take time out and I have to remember to take time out when it's my own business, but um. um it's given me a lot more freedom and i love the fact that i can actually just work from home which which is which is especially with a young child daughter who's only 10 years old gives us a lot more flexibility and a lot more freedom
1: nice love that all right rachel so our entrepreneurial audience has been listening for you know 40 minutes plus and thank you leave them with rachel's words of wisdom what would you share
0: oh wow rachel words of wisdom rachel words of wisdom are um to not stay stuck. Rachel, words of wisdom is don't be afraid to fail. So if you're if you're not moving forward because you're scared you're going to get it wrong or you're scared you're going to make a mistake, I would advise you to take that action, take that step. If you fall flat on your face, it doesn't matter because you're going to learn from it, you're going to experience from it and you're going to grow. And it's better to move forward to take action, make a mistake and learn from it is than it is to stay stuck and not move.
1: Mm. So good. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for sharing from your heart. You're welcome. I've been energized and I hope that our audience has experienced and opened up to
0: something new. Thank you very much.
1: This episode is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets, to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at addvaluemindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place, like spending more quality time with the kids. To get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule, go to addvaluemindset.com. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, leave a review. But most importantly, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who needs to hear it share 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 in our next episode aaron berry talks with robert noel about sex another topic that no one wants to talk about robert noel share aaron's enthusiasm for talking about sex and helping partners talk about sex sex is amazing and too often leaves people wanting because they don't communicate about what they enjoy and how to improve their connection aaron as a sex coach helps people communicate and find the pleasures hidden within their bodies and relationships.